So the tenor of the preceding Mishnah ruled that the testimony of a single witness suffices to identify another man as Kohen. This Mishnah cites three other opinions. Rabbi Huda Al-Meir says, We do not raise a man to the Kuhuna based on the testimony of just one witness. Rather, two witnesses are required. Rabbi Lazar said, When are two witnesses required? When people are challenging someone's Kohenic status, that is, two witnesses testify that a man who was assumed to be a Kohen is in fact not a Kohen. So the man was assumed to be a Kohen because his father is a Kohen. Two witnesses then testify that he's disqualified from the Kohen. For example, they said that his mother was a divorcee, the son of a Kohen and a divorcee, or any other woman who's forbidden specifically to call him is a Halal. Despite the fact that his father's Kohen, a Halal is not Kohen at all. He has no more sanctions than all the Israel. So you've got these two witnesses testifying that this man is not a Kohen. In that case, two witnesses are required to counter the testimony of the challengers and return him to the status that he enjoyed before it was challenged. If there are no challenges against him, we raise a man to the Kohen, even upon the testimony of just one witness. That is if a man status is unknown, one witness is enough to identify him as a Kohen. Okay, so this is like the time of the previous preceding Mishnah. Rabbi Lazar holds that one witness suffices to establish a man of unknown status as a Kohen. Nevertheless, their opinion is not exactly the same. The time of the previous Mishnah said that even when two people testify about each other, the testimony is accepted. Rabbi Lazar, however, did not say that two people can testify about each other. In his view, such testimony is unacceptable because they might have agreed to testify falsely on each other's behalf. Third opinion, Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel Omer Mishum Rabbi Shimon ben Has Sagan, Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel says in the name of Rabbi Shimon, the son of the deputies of the Kohen Gadol, we raise a man to the Kohen upon the testimony of one witness, even if two witnesses challenge his Kohenic status. That is to say, the testimony of a single witness can combine with the testimony of another single witness to counter the testimony of two challengers, even though the two single witnesses testified at separate sessions of the courts, their testimonies can be combined, making it as though they testified together. So we can use the following example to illustrate the ruling. A man was known to be the son of Kohen, but a rumour circulated that his mother was a divorcee. The rumour sufficed for him to be removed from the kahuna while the matter was being investigated. One witness then testified that the rumour is false, thereby restoring the man to his original position because one witness certainly suffices to dispel a rumour. Later, two witnesses asserted that the mother was indeed a divorcee, thus disqualifying her again for two or stronger than one. Following that, another single witness testified that the mother was not a divorcee. Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel maintains that although two defending witnesses testified at two different stages, um, their test combined testimony cancels out the testimony of the two challengers and the man reverts to his original Kohenic status. The President Tanah, Rabbi Lazar, disagrees. In his opinion, the testimonies of two defending witnesses do not combine with each other since they were not given at the same time. Therefore, two challengers prevail and the man is disqualified in the Kohuna. Mishnah Tet, if a woman commits adultery, she and her husband are biblically forbidden to live together. There's a difference in this regard between a Yisrael and a Kohen, or well, any Jew that's not a Kohen. If the husband is Yisrael, she becomes prohibited to him only if she acted willingly. But if the husband is a Kohen, she's prohibited to him even if she was violated against her will. This Mishnah discusses whether a married woman who was imprisoned by idolaters must separate from her husband out of concern that she might have engaged in illicit cohabitation. This is the law of a woman who is imprisoned by um, idolaters. If they've imprisoned her because she owes them money, she's permitted to her husband, even if he is a Kohen. In this case, it is assumed that the jailers did not violate her because they would be afraid of losing their money. So this is talking about a time and place where the Jews had the upper hand and the idolaters submitted to their rule. The jailers would be thus be afraid that if they unlawfully violate the woman, they would be punished with the loss of their money that she owes them. However, if they had imprisoned her because she was sentenced to execution, she's forbidden to her husband, even if she's not, even if he's not a Kohen, because in that case she might have agreed to cohabit with the jailers in the hope of persuading them to spare her life. The Mishnah states for Khan's wife, who was in a town that was invaded by foreign troops. Irushek Vasha 
Karakom. So a town, if a town was conquered by an army, all the wives of Kohanim were found in the town of prohibited to the husbands because they might have been violated by the soldiers. The wives of Israelim, however, are permitted because we do not suspect of them having committed adultery willingly. The only concern is that they might have been violated against their will. If there was a safe hiding place in the town, any woman can claim that she had hid there was not attacked. So that would uh, permit the, the wives of Kohanim. And however, if they have one or more witnesses that testify that they were not violated, even if the witness is a Canaanite slave or maidservant, the witnesses are believed and the wives of Kohanim may remain permitted to their husband. Although a slave is usually disqualified as a witness, he can testify on behalf of a woman in town that was military occupied. He can also testify on behalf of a kidnapped woman. But a person is not believed to testify by himself, meaning that a woman cannot testify by herself that she was not violated. The Mishnah illustrates the last ruling with the story about Kohen and his wife who lived through a foreign conquest of Yerushalayim. Amar Rabbi Zechariah ben HaKatsav. Rabbi Zechariah ben HaKatsav, who was a Kohen, said about his wife, Swear by the temple that her hand did not leave mine from the moment that idolaters entered Jerusalem until they left us. I know that she was not violated. And Rulah the rabbi said to him, A person cannot testify by himself. That is, your testimony cannot be accepted because it is like you are testifying about yourself. Have a day.